Dad, why do we have rules? Well, so people can live together in peace and harmony. Hmm. I don't know if we have too many rules or not enough. Maybe we have too many people. Then we need more rules. Then we have less freedom. What do we do about that? You just put your small thumb on a big question. Testing well enough, testing well enough. Here we go. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the No Wrong Answers Comedy Podcast. My name is Dave Martin. Uh, this is episode 11. It's the 11th episode. Um, yeah, I know it's been a while since uh, I put an episode out, but um, there were some uh, events over the holiday season. This is a, a brand new year and hope to bring you a bunch of brand new podcasts in the 2018. Um, yeah, I got to slow down making some podcasts. Uh, my uh, my father went into the hospital on Christmas Day, and uh, he just had a small surgery, a small uh, a little uh, gastro hernia sort of operation, and uh, he's doing fine uh, now. He's uh, you know walking around a little bit better, uh, thinking a little clearer, and he's going to be okay. But it's so weird when you know when you don't have kids like I do. Like, or like I do not have, and your parents start getting to the age that they would be grandparents if you did have kids, and so it's like I'm, I'm kidless without ever having the need to do any real big caretaking responsibilities. Also being an oldie child, not having um, brothers and sisters to look after, uh, so now I'm, uh, I'm I'm just dealing with parents that are that uh, that are getting older. So it's a it's an interesting, unique situation. That's all I can say, but um. It was weird too. I didn't, you know, what? I didn't even put make a post about it on Facebook or, or anything like that. That just seems like such. I wasn't. I didn't feel this need to put that part of my life out there and receive a whole bunch of like. I hope everything's going to be okay. I hope you're all right. I didn't want to make the focus me with my dad running to the hospital, not myself. So, I just found it a little bit too self-indulgent to even post about it. But, I guess I'm doing that here. So, anyways, let's move on. Sorry for the delay. These are the first new podcasts, uh, both episode 11 and episode number 12. Both will be released at the same time, and uh, both of them are a lot of fun. So this one, uh, it runs a little bit on the longer side, but um, you know, when the show's going good, I don't really mind that. Uh, we go through about uh, six questions on this one. The episode runs around uh, 90 minutes, and I have three guests on. Uh, two people were, it was kind of like my first time meeting them. Um... And the first guest is uh, Jeremy Dobsky. Um, you can find him on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Alpha Dob, and uh, he's often doing shows in Toronto at the Comedy Corner and the Underground Comedy Club near Broadview and Queen East. And you know where you can find the Corner Comedy Club. It's uh, around uh, Queen Westish and John. So there's there's that. Uh, that's Jeremy Dobsky, very, very funny new comic in Toronto, and uh, I enjoy his uh, comedy and his company quite a bit, and he was great on the show. And then the second guest, uh, who I recently, I, I literally just met this guy showing up to my place and doing this podcast. Um, his name is Kyle, uh, 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 oh, fuck, I hate getting names wrong, but his name is Kyle Burt Stresser, Burt Stresser? And uh, you can find him on both Facebook and Twitter. And uh, both him and his, uh, um, I guess one of his comedy friends, who's also a guest on this, is uh, Melanie Darling, um, which is basically Darling with an H. 
and uh, they're going to be putting on a show in uh, the sort of Roncesville area in the west end of Toronto. So hopefully that show is uh, up and running by now, and you can go and check them out there. But you can find Kyle uh, Berkstresser on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, then you can find Melanie Darling, uh, which is Darling with an H, as uh, she says. And um, you can find her at uh, MelanieDarling.com, where she does a blog about noodles in Toronto, eating noodles. And you can find her on um, uh, Twitter at SugarDarling, and uh, you can find her also on Facebook under the name Melanie Darling, or Mel Darling. And, um, no, Melanie Darling, what am I talking about? Anyways, uh, enough wasting time. I want to uh, get to the questions. These are the questions that we address on episode 11. And, um, oh, I guess, by the way, you can always find me at, uh, my website is DaveMartinWorld.com. You can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, Comedian Dave Martin. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Martin World. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Dave Martin or my fan page is uh, Comedian Dave Martin is Dealing With It. So you can check those out there. Or you, that's where you can find me. But here we are on to the questions of this episode. We talk a little bit actually off the top about uh, comics getting stopped at... Uh, at uh, road checkpoints on the road by police and how quick we are to give up our information and uh, our location and where you can find us. All our contact information, uh, comedians are very willing to give up. Um, but then we also talk a little bit about comedy podcasts, but then we quickly move on to the episode. And uh, question number one is, um, if you had to give yourself the writing credit to be on any TV show in history, what TV show would it be? And question number two, um, if you had to manage and eat at a fast food restaurant for the rest of your life, which fast food restaurant would it be? And uh, question number three, if you had to be in the middle of a human centipede, who would be in the front and who would be in the back? You are in the middle of a human centipede. Who's in the front? Who's in the back? Question number four is, uh, would you rather have mind-blowing sex once a year or have barely decent sex all the time? Question number five, uh, would you rather have your showers or your bowel movements broadcast on the internet? Either your showers or your bowel movements broadcast on the internet. Which one? And the sixth and final question is, where were you on September the 11th, 2001? All right. Those are the six questions. Uh, I gave you their contact information off the top. Uh, this is a fun episode. We go into details. We go off on tangents. Uh, but we have a good time doing it. And uh, please, listen up and enjoy No Wrong Answers Podcast, episode number 11. Take it away. I was like, you've seen those videos that they have where uh, it'll show like an American getting pulled over in a car and uh, someone and like the highway patrolman would always be like, uh, uh, can I see your uh, driver's license and uh, insurance? And then there's always the one guy in the car that just rolls his window like down that far and then just says, you know, what am I being pulled over for, officer? Uh, what is the, uh, what, what is, uh, what are you oh, yeah, yeah. What's this all about? Am I being detained or am I free to go? Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, yeah. shoot me. <laughs> 
That's what the crack of the window says. Yeah. Well, I was just like, you'd never see any comedian that would always be like, it's like, yeah, here's my ID, here's my Twitter handle, here's a, this is how you can find me on Facebook, and here's <laughs> you can, I'm on Instagram, follow me here, follow me there. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You gonna release this body cam footage? Is that getting out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's my album. What's yeah. your YouTube? Can I? Can you tag me in this? <laughs> yeah, you would never Bob like. Asks for ID, hand him your your album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here you go. I should tell you everything that you're yeah, going to want Yeah, this says a lot more about me than any ID could. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really me, officer. This in the CD player. I've got in the cruiser. In the cruiser. <laughs> any questions that you have, I probably confess it on this album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, basically, um, actually, you know what I learned from the last time that I did one of these? That I should get each person to sort of semi-introduce themselves. Sure. Uh, oh, because okay. um, people would just start listening to an episode, but uh, never actually... What would happen would be like I would uh, I do like a little spoken intro at the beginning saying uh-huh. what the questions are and who people are, but then once it actually uh, goes over into the actually discussion and asking answering the questions, um, it's if you're listening to it and you don't know who everyone is, it's not always clear who people are. So, yes, but yeah, yeah it's anyways. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted to do something different podcast wise because I found that like um, uh-huh. people. Just the idea of just comics talk getting together and talking about comedy, I found kind of remarkably boring. Yeah. And also, everyone's podcast is basically that. Yeah. I know. If that's your description, you're not really going to pull people in. Well, and also, it's sort of like, if you don't know who the host is, and if you don't know exactly. who the comedian is, why are you going to, like, Pe- I mean... People are going to yeah. go to the famous version of that. Oh, if there's just comedians being funny, we're going to go to, yeah. like, famous comedians. You'll listen to, like, Mark Maron or Greg Fitzsimmons or exactly. Joe Rogan yeah. or any, exactly. any or anyone that you already recognize and have a relationship with. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's nice to have the questions because, like, I'm trying to do a podcast, but, yeah, when you interview a comic, even if you try and talk about other stuff, you just start talking about stand-up comedy and how you feel it's about always it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just gets back to that. Well, and also it's, like, amazing how many people do have this almost exact same stories. Yeah. About, yes. like, shitty gigs. I mean, it's nice when it's comforting when you find out it's kind of universal, mm-hmm. but then at the same time you're sort of like, yeah, well, this just sounds like I'm talking to a bunch of my own friends. From yeah. one of my and also, it's comforting, again, from a very famous, established comedian to be like, oh, but like to hear like another guy who's done nothing is also struggling. <laughs> right. Like what does that do for you? podcast by someone who's in their first year of mm. medical school. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. I'll wait. Or someone who like just read a diet book. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Right, that one's... Okay, you're good, Jeremy. Can you speak for a second? Uh, yeah, speaking now. How is this? this you're is Kyle. Good. Yeah, I thought you said Jeremy was good. Mm-hmm. Oh no no I said oh I meant Kyle. I'm you're, good. Yeah, you're Kyle. Okay. You're good. Starting out good. Jeremy, just can you tell me I'm good? You know? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, Jeremy, can you speak for a second? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm Let's doing see. all right. <laughs> Is this all right? Yeah. Maybe uh, speak. I think you have to speak directly into that one. Do I? Okay. All right. All right. All right. So you're. I think I was three. You were number. Okay. Say something. Something. There we go. Something else, and then uh, another one. One more thing. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> all right. And Melanie, can you say something? Yes, um, I'm I'm talking right now. Okay, there <laughs> we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number one is: okay. if you ha- if you had to give yourself the writing credit of being on uh, any TV show in history, like what would it be? Like you know, just uh, like I know some people were sort of like All in the Family or. I know someone said friends, but I you kind of <laughs> want something that would kind of hold up. I don't know. This yeah. friends just I never watched People friends. Love friends doesn't friends. hold up all the way. Friends is 
good. Like I see why it was good for its time because that was the first time when you could be in your late twenties and still not have done anything with your life and that was really interesting right. to people and and now when you watch it you're like yeah you're a waitress <laughs> like it feels like <laughs> yeah. it feels like everyone you know is going through that but i yeah. think it, i think it was timely yeah i think I've, uh i think on one episode previously i had this question my answer was uh mr show oh, okay oh wow. yeah yeah because uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, I still find that show can, like holds up immensely. Yeah, it's great. I yeah. heard they were rough to work with, though. Yeah. At the, at the time, apparently, they had some like hard opinions. If you liked a TV show or a band that they weren't okay with, they like really let you know oh, it. Oh wow. Yeah. And you just had to not talk about it anymore. But I mean, as far as like, I mean, even like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they like feel bad about it now and talk about like, ah, I was a young dick and I had like a lot of, <laughs> but yeah. But what what uh, so let's we'll just go around. Kyle, sure. Okay. Um. So in my I want to say like Prime Simpsons, like the Simpsons when it was at its best. But I don't think I could have kept up. I think they were so good. I would have had no. So I'm gonna say you could even just say the Simpsons, but that as just and just pretend as, as a show that you just had worked on that you could be like, yeah, I was a writer for the Simpsons. And just all of the great episodes that have happened, I could just decide in real time. Like I came up with that thing, the uh, monorail. That was me. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> that, that is idea. the one of the that is the one episode that Conan O'Brien yeah. is always very yes. quick to say I wrote that one. Yeah, because that's they say it was like a turning point where things got a little bit more like. Yeah, I've seen I've seen posts about that before. That that's. All right, I'll go. I'll go Simpsons or The Office. I'd be I'd, one of the two. Now, not British Office or American Office. American Office. I used to watch that just like religiously, and I'd always be like, if I like, I actually would be like, if I was in the writers' room, I would have said that there, and like, I wanted to just do punch up. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. be like a writer. I don't want to go home and craft an episode, but I want to come in after everybody's done all their work and be like, and what about a fart right there? <laughs> <laughs> just I would. Now, does Does the American Office? Which is the better office? I like the American office and I was actually just listening to Jenna Fisher on WTF and she was saying that Ricky Gervais advised them that American people would want it to be a little sunnier than the British one. Yeah. Yes. So maybe that's why like I like dark humor, but the British one feels like too real. It feels like uh, an undertaking yeah. sometimes. I prefer the American one, but I can't stand Ricky Gervais. Mm. I, I just more. I think he was great and he's such a, tool now i couldn't i couldn't watch the i watched three episodes of the british office and i just it, i just couldn't do yeah. it he you know, makes it tough to watch the british office almost feels like you're actually watching an office yeah, yeah. like and it's something of happens funny and awkwardly every once in a while yeah right but yeah. you know it's, it's like that american sort of format of like three jokes a page yeah and, like, and they did a really good job of it still kept its integrity it was still a very interesting unique original show that was still fairly deadpan and real but they yeah. made it like really watchable and yeah. polished until and about the end when it became just a gong show but it had some um, ups and downs near yeah and actually that finale is one of the cheesiest tv moments i've ever it was one of those things where they tied up 15 storylines in 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. like just such a well, such a corny steven spielberg -y thing to do but i never i mean like i've watched maybe the first season of the british office and i've tried to watch the american one and maybe i should just give it more of a chance yeah but it I took never me really... a while 
it's, it's one of those shows that just took me a while to yeah. get into. And because the purpose of it is discomfort in a lot of ways. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Which is something I do enjoy in comedy is a little bit of discomfort. But, it ta- I mean, it can take you a while. It's I like think. Nathan for you. It's hard turning on an episode of Nathan for you and, like, sitting the whole way through it. Like, I need to be in the perfect mood for that show. Yeah. Because it's rough, man. I can't, I, and I can't, I can't watch it sitting down either. I have to be pacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, like, let my anxiety out while it's happening. Have you seen The Disaster Artist yet? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we went to oh, see that. Best when it came out so we were like let's see it pre-hype and good decision we mm-hmm. oh yeah no 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 i, I loved it I, I also like i like seeing nathan feeler in it too yes. yeah i thought that oh, was yeah, sort of i forgot cool. about that that was such a nice little surprise it that he just popped up such a comedy geek movie because every couple minutes it was like that person yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they even purposefully they had everybody from the how did this get made podcast which is a podcast about bad movies <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah and they had every people every person from oh, there that's great on that little easter eggs well i like the um because when i went to go and see it i sat down and mm-hmm. uh and the person i was with we were kind of looking around going like uh this could be kind of one of those movies where like the audience is doing running commentary for the whole mm. thing we ran into a bit of that oh really because yeah. it was sort of like i was just like oh please don't let this happen and then we were very lucky like everyone in the theater was like there for the movie and not doing their commentary for it oh, so that good. was that was kind of nice and it was enjoyable all right so the office for you american you said american office i'm gonna go ahead and say that yeah. and then jeremy what are we uh what are we talking here uh i mean i wanted to say the simpsons but i would take a bad episode of the simpsons you know <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 do season <laughs> yeah. 28 of the simpsons your season one any yeah. point in history of the simpsons i would definitely like to be a writer for That's cool but i would also i like i like a lot of um, like i said I, discomfort's a big thing for me like i like you know, uh, a lot of the MTV shows from like the early '90s. I would have written for a Beavis and Butthead or a Tom Green show, oh, God, or yeah. something like that. Uh, Jackass. I mean, to write pranks would be great too. You know, I I, I think that, and, and honestly, anything that's a little over the top would be great. But I think, yeah, I I would take a bad episode of The Simpsons. That credit, you could use that credit oh, no. forever. It's still huge. You that could write one so episode of The Simpsons, get fired, and you'd be like, "Whatever, I wrote an I'm episode life, of The man. Simpsons." It's the kind of thing where it's sort of like, okay, if they have like, uh, if there's a class reunion of uh, Simpsons writers, you just basically get to show up no matter what year you were on. Totally, absolutely. So that yeah. would be uh, twenty nine seasons worth. Yeah, and like, I, even like even Family Guy, I've noticed. I mean, there's some episodes that are amazing and yeah, some that are all right. But absolutely. even even a shitty Family Guy episode is better than a I don't know. A well, the amazing brilliant queen. thing yeah. about Family Guy is that it has two <laughs> teams of writers. There's two teams of writers. There's the storyline writers, and right. then there's the joke writers. Yeah. Um, and I mean South Park. South Park's another show I would have loved to write, write for, but I feel like. That one's a little more more militaristic in how they they get shit done. Yeah, yeah, and it's very fast paced now, right? Like they write it in a week. Yeah, or days. less sometimes. Yeah. And uh, they've they've written episodes, I think, in a night uh, before. And so I don't know that I would want to be on that right now. Well, I, I'm not I'm not anti King of Queens. I just kind of we're gonna go. Grab, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna grab that one out of nowhere. But it, yeah. but it does seem like it, it is like one of those classic, uh, very formulaic sort of sitcoms. Totally. Like everybody loves Raymond. It's an easy one to pull out when you're saying. Or friends, people do that with too, where you're talking about a shitty sitcom, right? But if you sit down and watch some King of Queens, there's definitely some funny moments. Oh, like, there are. It's not an amazing, flawless show, but you know, but well, Kevin time. James is a is a talented stand up comedian, and yeah. a lot of it's based on his acts, right? 
Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, have you ever seen those clips on YouTube of the Friends episodes where they've taken out the laugh track? Yeah. yeah. Those are amazing. And, and, it sh- and I've seen the ones where they do it with the Big Bang Theory yeah. as well. But that it's funny because it's horrific. Yeah, the Big Bang Theory, I find when you take away the laugh track, it's spooky because everyone stops acting and waits for the laughter to stop. Right. Well, at least with Friends, like, I'll nod at you and react to what you just said and while the audience laughs. Like yeah, they try and make it seem like it's normal that there's a laugh track. Big Bang Theory is spooky to me. Like, its level of success, the writing, like, everything about it. What what are they distracting us from, is my question. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that show is trying to make you not want to be an intelligent person. They're like, look, this is the life of the smart guys. You don't want any of this. Well, you know what's so weird? Well, actually, when you watch it without the laugh track, it, it, it it's become so apparent that every line is an insult to the mm-hmm. to the other character. Yeah, they're all yeah. they're like really soft little sort of jabs back and forth at each other, and, and then, or or the, every line is a funny setup to get insulted. Like some guys mm-hmm. look right. like, yeah, because I'm always doing science and never going outside, and someone's yeah. like, you're a nerd. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be huge. It always takes that one little little uh, yeah. uh, jab at someone, and uh, but even like Big Bang Theory, where I was remember I was. Um, I was in. I was at. Uh, I was on the road. I was in like a hotel room, and Big Bang Theory was on in the background. And I was just typing something on my computer, and I was like listening to it. And I was like, it, it was weird. It almost worked more as like a r- weird radio play. I could oh, see that. Yeah. And then once you actually saw the characters, then it was sort of like, oh man, this show's kind of shitty. It was. Uh, yeah, it I just doesn't seem real once you actually see who's talking. <laughs> but when it's just like Bing Bing back and forth, you're sort of like, oh, hey, this is kind of funny. Because it's just right. It's like a machine writing jokes, and then when you see a person deliver that, it feels like why would a person talk yeah. that way? But yeah, if you just hear it, I could see that. It, it probably even helps not being all the way engaged to it either. Like yeah. if you're 60% listening, that show is probably great. But when yeah. you're all the way taking it in and being like, why would somebody say that to somebody? Mm. Yeah. A lot of shows seem to be nowadays, I think Family Guy started it even, where it's almost like an, an open mic for for like TV <laughs> yeah. writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Where they're like, some of this is going to work, some of this is not going to work. This is a safe space. Honestly, try any fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't care. So, Melanie, you have a what uh, TV show would you like to be in the writer's room? Um, I had a couple of ideas. When I We just rewatched Freaks and Geeks. That would be a good and one, too. Oh, love good and, and, like, I wasn't thinking in terms of, like, you were smart because you thought of, like, what would be a good writer's credit, and mine would be, like, oh, that show that got canceled after one season, good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love, I love that style of writing that's, like, it's very, it's very real, but there are jokes, but they don't, they feel like they're kind of... Um, mixed in there Mm -hmm. and then so i really i just love everything about the aesthetic and then if we're talking classic sitcoms i love rhoda the spinoff from mary tyler moore yeah it's so good and when they need to have heart like there's a whole thing where she gets divorced and it's gut-wrenching yeah Mm -hmm. and it's funny that when people say oh it's a sitcom who cares but like Back in the 70s and 60s, they took sitcoms seriously, and you could get attached to these characters. And I think that's an art to be like, here's a formula. What can we do within that formula that it's still predictable, and it's nice to watch, and it's soothing, but it it still affects you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember there being a lot of, like, on a very special rota. <laughs> no. This message, we, we learned that. But I was like, <laughs> I like the, um, like, another show was like, um, 
Well, there was the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Where I remember I was watching it. There was CNN had some documentaries about how television sort of grew up in the 70s. And one of Bob Newhart's thing was like he wanted to do a sitcom with no kids. Yeah. And then he, when you watch that show, he's like a psychiatrist. He works in. I uh, love that. He show. works in New York, and and they're just there's no kids, and it's like one of those weird things of just like it kind of knows. Fraser that. was born twenty <laughs> years later. Yeah, yeah. And something that I love too about Newhart is him and his wife love each other, and the humor comes from them just dealing with life. But it's not like the nagging mm. wife. Like the '70s on TV was a good time for women as well, and now we're like coming back to. I don't know what happened. In the 80s and 90s, but it's like now we're going, oh, maybe women don't have to be like either a nagging wife or a cool girlfriend. Maybe they could be a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, um, one, of the th- and one of the things about the – I remember the Bob Newhart show was like whenever there was like an awkward moment on the show, it was more awkward funny and not the office or the British office more. It was like awkward mean. Yeah. Where it was sort of like Rick, some guy would say something and Ricky Gervais would look at him like, you're an idiot. And then on the – uh, and a new heart or uh, even sort of that all those Norman Lear sort of shows it would like whether it was like you know Roto or Maud they would look at someone and then they would have this look of more like I know you're an idiot yeah. but I'm not I'm, but I accept yeah. you as that so yeah. it's just one of those weird one of those uh, but like uh, but where do you where do you watch Rhoda? Um, well, when I was, when I was growing up, I was a real I was a real TV kid like the TV was just on all the time and then there was a channel that played all those old shows and I just loved it and then one day Rhoda came on and I didn't know where it was from and I mentioned it to my mom and she was like that's on TV now and she got really excited that it was in reruns because it was her favorite when she was younger so then me and my mom had this like thing when I was 12 or 13 and just watch Rhoda together and then for a brief moment when we had cable it was on again in my adult life and that's when I like rewatched the divorce storyline and was like Gah. like it's so <laughs> it's so good I want to get it on DVDs if anyone out there is like stalking me and would like to send me a nice little present. <laughs> oh, DVDs, nice. Amazon wish list, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question is um, okay, if you had to if you had to manage and eat at any fast food restaurant for life, which one would it be? So this is a place where you would actually have to work there and eat there uh, for Sounds life. Sounds horrific. What a nightmare. <laughs> Not that you have to eat there all the time, Okay, but while you're there, you have to eat there. But you have to work there for your life. Yeah, yeah you have to really, work it's just a question of which would you rather manage, and then we all understand with that, that, like, remember, you could eat there whenever you wanted. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think who has the best clientele. Oh, good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, then, because see, because then it comes down to a matter of, like, well, what is fast food? Because yeah. have you ever been to that the Vietnamese uh, ginger restaurants? No, no, no. Have you ever? That's, okay, I don't think so. Uh, it, it, I don't know. They have like there. Um, there's a bunch of locations in Toronto, but you sort of it's like it's like Vietnamese food, but you know, then they uh, and it's one of those places that kindly have a photograph of all the menus of all the things on the menu as well, so you can just point to. I want number 55 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then it comes like, well, how do you define fast food? Yeah, because I was automatically thinking like burgers. Yeah. Yeah. But then or it's fast food. Or you could food do cons- falafel or shawarma or something. Yeah. I think go. I'd rather do that, but I don't know that I'd want to manage one of those places. Okay, you know what? I uh, In my town, the only fa- I grew up in a little 2,000-person town in Manitoba, and the only fast food or like chain place we had was a Subway. And I remember, this is such a fifth-grade answer, but I remember that whenever we went in there – the people 
if someone would be like, can I talk to the manager? They would be like, the manager doesn't come in. They just stay <laughs> home and do things by phone. Yeah. So just because that's how that manager mm-hmm. worked at the subway when I was a kid, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the at-home manager at, at a subway. At Tim Hortons, I had managers who just were never, ever there. That's great. And, but – Tim Hortons, you're not allowed to eat any of the food except for donuts, and you're only allowed like one or two. Per really? Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought Tim Hortons looked like the saddest place to work. Oh, it's awesome. I've ever and seen customers it. come in and they automatically assume you're going to make a mistake, which is fair because most of the time you, you know, because I people go take to Tim their Hortons. Timmy seriously. Well, there's there's that. I think people are uh, are more addicted to coffee when they come into Tim because I've worked at Tim Hortons and I worked at Starbucks. And I say Starbucks because Starbucks has like the best benefits I've ever had at a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim Hortons was like the absolute worst I've <laughs> ever had at a job. You don't even get any food or anything unless you're working at one of the gas station ones where you're not being monitored. You know, we used yeah. to kind of just fuck around a little bit. But my managers were never there. And then everyone was always in trouble, whether it was a customer or a supervisor. Someone was always getting yelled at by someone. It was it was miserable. You're up at six in the morning and people just tell you to fuck off the minute you're up in the morning. <laughs> See, the, the one thing the I'm worst. always sort of like, I think that people would be more, I think people would be more douchey and more sort of like, uh, no, this is exactly what I want at a Starbucks. But they assume that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. they're more particular, and and I think that would equal people being nastier. I agree with you. They assume you can do it. They assume that you know, that you've been trained, that you're able to do it, that you get paid enough, et cetera, et cetera. That's true, because they see you as a barista. At Tim's, they don't see you as – they see you as an incompetent fast food worker being a barista. You're you're not even a fast food worker. At McDonald's, I think people are kinder when they walk (laughs) in. There's, you know – Tim Hortons is a very cold place to walk into. That's true. It's a McDonald's-level place, but people have – Starbucks level expectations like so they're just kind of always like they they want exactly what they yeah yeah well, and weird environment. correct me if I'm wrong but I've had a lot of Tim Hortons people make mistakes but then I thought about it and I was like you're behind a long counter and it's very noisy there like it seems hard to hear people back there it's just I, I think it's a matter of how you're treated in the first place is how uh. you end up doing your job that's fair. Yeah. Right? At Starbucks, they treat you like you're competent. The minute They give you the benefit of the doubt the minute they walk in or the minute you go in for the job. They give you the benefit of the doubt that you can learn, that you can understand, that you can do simple, too complicated tasks, you, yeah. you know, and uh, they, they, they give you benefits. They treat you well in hopes that, you know, you're not going to fuck around. There's, uh, there's opportunity to grow. At Tim Hortons – People are like, all right, loser, make me a fucking bagel and give me a coffee. (laughs) Well, and people don't understand, like, the – I used to work in a coffee shop where sometimes people would come in because they were in the neighborhood and they'd never been to a fancier coffee shop before and they'd order, like, a double-double. And they didn't understand the art of coffee as much, so they Mm -hmm. just didn't respect it. They Mm -hmm. were like, just do it. Well, then at Starbucks you do have the people who come in and they're – (laughs) <laughs> their whole thing is I don't understand how to order a drink here and it's like I don't know man it's pretty it's pretty simple yeah yeah that's the, the um uh or the adamance about I don't want to drink at Starbucks cuz it's tall Oh no. yeah, oh, I, I, I don't want a mocha frappuccino. Well, don't I come to Starbucks. That I want to have to say a words. different word. Don't use those words. You don't have to. I've seen people that have been <laughs> defiant. Like I won't say grande. I won't. And it's like it's the language here. Would you, you say quarter pounder? You say grande. Yeah, yeah you, well, you just you just did say grande. So you're <laughs> yeah. perfectly aware of how it works. No, you say McNugget. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I go in there and I don't say grande, but I don't look at them like, and you won't make me say it, you piece. Of-. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll get a large, and they go, I know what that means. 
No, yeah, sometimes yeah. they do that thing where, do you mean grande? And you're like, all right. Well, I briefly worked in a Starbucks <laughs> and I was like younger, so I was like, I don't want to give you the wrong thing. When you say large, do you mean like venti? Because that's quite large. Mm-hmm. Or like a grande is like a sensible in other places large, but like venti's the largest. What? Yeah. Which do you mean? Mm. Kind of on a, on a different topic but same thing uh, is that i was working at starbucks and there was this guy who would come in and he was like 88 years old he was a brilliant entrepreneur and he would come in with his team and this is what he would drink three times a day is a venti cup full of espresso whoa which is like i got a 30 something dollar drink and it was just 12 shots or so of espresso and he looked great he didn't look 88 years old he looked maybe 60 no way Uh, and yeah he invented like the chip on the uh, on on your cards, uh, like on your your debit or Visa cards. Yeah, he invented it. That's what he said. Oh, okay. I mean, he yeah, could have been yeah. full of shit. He was hopped up on espresso. It's probably honestly hard to tell the truth if you're that high on espresso. All that you yeah. would just start lying and be like, "I'm 15 seconds ahead already. I can't go back and." I'm fix 88 that. years old. But <laughs> just, just really start pointing just... at random things and saying yeah. that you invented them. Yeah, yeah. I invented the airplane. It was actually his social workers with <laughs> yeah. him, not his yeah. not his uh, tech team. Yeah. <laughs> it was his, yeah, it was his caregiver. Was they put like... that suit on him every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brushed his right. hair and they, yes sir you're a billionaire yeah <laughs> they give him his coffee did he tell you that he invented that chip yeah. just say yes his coffee <laughs> was actually his medication he needed it also he's 44 but call him 88 he do, he's gonna feel better if you call him 88 see there's a few places where i would almost be like i imagine that if you worked at a mcdonald's eventually either i think you'd eventually just fall in love with eating more mcdonald's or be you'd so turned off it. by it oh you'd be so turned off there's I'd no like way working so. behind the scenes at a McDonald's makes you like it more. I've quit eating and drinking most things in restaurants and fast food places that I've worked at. Yeah. You just go home, you smell like it. You don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even cook for myself when I was cooking in restaurants. You know, it's just you're exhausted by it. The idea of doing yeah, it's what it. what you did all day. You're not going to do it at home. But yeah. then doesn't McDonald's like because when I watched that supersize me he was like i don't like it but i'm addicted to it like it did something to him that made him just feel like he had to eat it all the time what i think at a certain point yeah you'd you would sort of get like a weird craving for it but maybe it would turn into like the thing because you get addicted to cigarettes but if you if your dad makes you smoke a whole pack then you quit right right so it's like smoking the whole pack if you're just smelling it all day and making it and pulling little fucking frozen discs of meat and putting them in a fryer i stopped eating donuts after working at Tim Hortons for a while because I just the smell of donuts just yeah. made me nauseous. It was disgusting. No matter how addictive sugar is, I'm like I can get it somewhere else. You know? Right. Yeah. The other thing is, is I don't like per, per this question's hard for me because all I can think of fast food is like either coffee or where has a salad because I don't really eat fast food. Like the closest thing I'll go to Tim's and get a bagel with some peanut butter or something. Well, you know? I mean, I think the last time I probably, I mean. I think probably the last fast foody thing I probably ate was like yeah like a Tim Hortons uh, one of their one of their sandwiches just because I was on the road and just because I was it was there. That's the only reason I love Pita Pit when I'm on the road actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, I that's love like Pita fancy. Pit. Yeah, it's fancy, right? But that's you got I, a black I, bean burger. It's fancy. I like the Pita <laughs> Pit because I'll throw everything onto the grill and you actually get to see it, it looks like so. There's some artistic. Uh, there's an effort put in. Some yeah, they've got it. those two different things, and they're going clang, clang, clang. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels like, oh wow, you really like learned. 
want to go somewhere with some clang clang. You know I mean? <laughs> Not like, here's some spongy egg sheet with vegetables. Yeah, know? exactly. Oh, we were talking about Subway and how, like, when I was growing up, I would always get the roasted chicken and they pull a chicken with tongs out of water and <laughs> shake it off. Shake and like a as block. a teen, I was like, all right, thank you. And I didn't think about how gross that was. So gross. Uh. I saw um, at a Tim Hortons, it said, uh, there was a sign at the front, and it said, "Our chicken may now contain milk." Yeah, but their whipped cream doesn't even contain milk. Oh, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still have I still have trouble with the may contain. Like, we're not sure. It might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not exactly it's sure. It's chicken. Where yes. the fuck is got milk a, Got a call from Dave, and he said they might have spilled some milk on this stuff. <laughs> on the way. He uh, says, I can't be sure, but the milk's gone. Yeah, it's <laughs> just this shipment of chicken. So, Jeremy, did you have an answer of a place that... Uh, I think, I well, why, you could just say Pita Pit, really. You know what? Pita I Pit. love Pita Pit. I'm okay. going to say Pita Pit, All right. but only because I get to eat there. Now, uh, Melanie, did you have a... Uh... Pita Pit's really good. Um, yeah, when you first said I was thinking fast food like greasy, but if we can go healthy fast food, I would work at Jugo Juice. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think that... That's I think, a bad uh, answer. I a lot of variety. Uh, you get a lot of variety. For and they have there. sandwiches and smoothies. And the booster, <laughs> the booster juice places, too, are even sort of like... It's hard to argue with... When you watch them make it, I'm like, okay, well, I watched you pour a banana, milk. Uh, yeah, it's all real, actual yeah. ingredients. Yeah, it's not like they throw up a curtain and be like, you can't see what this ingredient is. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's really transparent. And the reason why I chose Jugo Juice is I can't eat dairy. So yeah. there's like it's there's more like dairyless ones. Sure. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they grill those those like grilled sandwiches. Really yeah, well, nice. That's it, too, is like nowadays what people are eating has changed. You know, there's a bunch of you know you go to fresh is that fast food well i think i would almost define fast food as any place that uh you probably will get your meal in under 10 minutes yeah and you always you have they almost prioritize the idea of taking your food away with you and not necessarily an yeah, eating an yeah. option i i work at a at a burrito place in the mall right now like just, it's just like a part-time job or whatever to just like make some extra money but uh Fresh West, I think. I actually don't know the name of my work. I've been there like a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever. But yeah, it's I, I watch them make all this stuff all day and it's very, it's the real deal. It's like real cuts of like meat that they get from like an actual like grocery store and like it's like all seasoned and they cook it in real time and that's it too. All the burrito places. Are yeah, great. burrito places are very legitimate. Yeah. I can say from being like behind the scenes and watching it actually happen, it's it's actual food. There's an option for anybody. I don't want to yeah. say yeah, like either. Uh, was it uh, Burrito Boys or Big Fat Burrito? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, any of that. Was it was one that had a really amazing fish? Uh, I think fat it might... bastard. Yeah, the fat bastard one. They had one of yeah. their fish I've burritos. Heard their tacos are really good too. Yeah. And bastard. it was amazing. I was like, it was almost the kind of place where you, I, I got it. I went back to my car. I started eating it before I started driving, and it was so good. I almost felt like walking back in there and going like, Hey, you know what, guys? You did a great <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, right. You did a really nice job. And also, this. just as like a cool teen who swears—that's me—I really like Fat Bastard Burrito Co. Yeah. Like, that's a relatable <laughs> name. I feel like we're on the same team. I would probably go with know? Fat. Ba I would probably go with one of the burrito chains as yeah. much as I like, sort of like. Um, but I think clientele-wise. That'd be tough because I know that Pita Pit gets its share of drunks. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's late night, right? And and the poutinery must be pretty bad for that oh, as well. That's that's bad. Or any yeah. poutine place, and mm -hmm. I think even Burrito Boys might be kind of shit for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, McDonald's would be the biggest nightmare for that. I don't know how many cities I've been to where the McDonald's just has cops arresting someone or someone. Yeah, yeah, because it's got more of a hangout at late at night. Vibe. Yeah, at least exactly. the other places are grab and go, but McDonald's yeah. feels like you're supposed to sit with it. Yeah. Okay, we got to move on. Let's do it.
doubles. Two bells. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna skip this one. Sure. I was gonna do if you have to be murdered by uh, one horror movie legend, what would it be? Jigsaw, Jason, Freddy Krueger, or Chucky? Or I think this one's a little bit more fun. If you had to be in the middle of a human centipede, <laughs> who would you want at the front, and who would you want to have at the end? So we're saying whose shit would we like to eat and who would we like to Okay, shit so into? okay, obviously we're gonna go with number four now. That's the question. The fourth I don't question know if I have an answer for that. Well, you know, you just have to kinda of sort of think. It's okay. Okay, so if you had to be in the middle of a human centipede, uh, who would you wanna have in the front of it and who would you wanna have in the behi- and behind so it? Oh, okay. Who okay. are we shitting into and who are we taking shit yes. from? Yeah, you have to take shit from someone and you have Qu- to... Question. Um, this is one of those open mic jokes where it's like, you know, there's yeah, no wrong answer. No good. <laughs> can, we, uh, can we do a, where we each pick if we want to do three or four or is it you just backspace? No, I just, so I, I I just erased question number three. Fuck. So we're you doing... You got to shit in somebody. <laughs> well, see, but the thing is, it's like you don't have to... It, the, 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 whoever's taking So this shit, is a question of who do I admire so much I'd eat their shit? <laughs> And who do I hate so – who do I have so much spite for that I want them to have to eat mine? Wow. Donald Trump. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would All right, say, so it's going to get edgy. <laughs> I mean, I would say for the back, at least, any politician, really. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a fan of most of I'd go from Trump to any any one of the Clinton family. You know? <laughs> Just, I don't know, man. I, I, feel like, I feel like any politician uh, might be – yeah, I'll Might go ahead and say, answer. all right, the one in front of me, uh, obviously, preferentially, I'm not part of a human centipede at all. But clearly, that's not an option here. <laughs> so, you know, hands behind my back, as I assume they are when you're in a centipede. I well, no, they'd have to be on the ground. for They're the on legs. the ground. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen, Melanie? Have you seen? Human I'm centipede? aware of it. I watched about ten of minutes of it and decided I don't need that in my I brain. I loved oh. the first one. The my first, friends and I were weird... obsessed with the trailer, but then oh, I was wow. told movie itself doesn't hold up. So I just. I don't join. think so. I think it's one of. It's actually a really good horror movie. Really? The villain is brilliant. Does it not feel like gross. one of those things? Like when you say that you like love Requiem for a Dream, and you're like, can you say you love a movie like that though? Like, I didn't love Requiem for a Something that's so like disturbing. The thing is, is I, I, I love horror movies and this one's built really well it's got a sense of humor about itself and it's not as gross yeah. as it's made out to be uh, okay as much as like I think the later ones are gross which I haven't seen but the first yeah. one I gave it a shot and I was like this is actually pretty fun yeah the, the second movie Fuck. the the <laughs> Fun. It's a the, good, the sequel it's a to it the, movie. <laughs> the sequel to human centipede I almost would like to see uh, I've seen the first one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, this is an interesting sort of premise for a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but also, all those movies does not make you want to travel the world, especially Europe. <laughs> no. You're sort of like, oh, like, especially that movie Hostel as well. Yeah. See that one, I thought was terrible. See, I, I like I like the first Hostel because it kind of it had a weird. The people who died were it was predictable, and it had a weird happy ending at the. At the it just didn't feel like it knew what it wanted to do necessarily. It was almost like an action movie, and it just. I just don't trust the kind of person who makes those movies. Oh, Eli, the kind Roth. of person who just has those thoughts running through their head all the time of just like, what would be the best way to murder somebody or I like don't know. There's Stephen make King. their family? He pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, does he seem cool? He seems like. Uh, I don't know, like a weird neighbor guy that would always just be like, "Come over, I'm gonna tell you a crazy story." <laughs> well, I like so I'm not putting as long as he's not acting them out. I think the sequel, like, to, yeah. the sequel to Human Centipede, I was I kind of wanted to see because it the premise is is it called Human Millipede? Is that how they they just keep upping no, the ante? It's Human Centipede too, but the pre- what's unique about it is that um, in the sequel, 
the actual movie Human Centipede exists. Oh, so the movie, yeah. uh, the, oh. the movie is about a guy that sees the first movie and wants you know to what? recreate it. That's the one I saw then. That's, yeah, and he's, he's like a security guard in a parking garage or something. I, and he, I'll yeah. take your word for it because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But then he ends up kidnapping people yeah. and gets them to be a part of the Human Centipede. But he actually, doesn't he like fake some casting call? And he gets one of the actresses that was in the first Human Centipede <laughs> oh, movie to show up. That's a cool plot line. That's a cool thing to throw into your movie. But I, um, not I heard it, it was grosser, yeah. like beyond gross kind of thing. Whereas the first one had maybe one or two mo- moments that was like that were disgusting, but it wasn't. It wasn't like vivid. It was kind of in your head. A lot mm. of it's yeah. off camera. They still did the horror movie thing where it's it's scarier if you don't see the event or the villain or which the, is something right? I prefer in yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah, I like psychological, psychological a lot better. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's. We gotta. Uh, okay, so, so uh, the person in front of me is just like a vegan for life clean eater <laughs> the person who just cares so much about their body and the person behind me is i uh <laughs> growing up i had a a hockey coach i was like 13 and he was just this like grown man that would like come <laughs> in the room and just like 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 emotionally abuse just like different kids on the team and just like make people feel really awful his name's barrett saunders Barrett oh. Saunders, find him on Facebook. He's a garbage human. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to shit in his mouth for however long it takes to do that. Okay. As far as who I have the most spite in my heart for, that guy. And so, can you name a person who would be in the front? Uh, I mean, I guess it could be anybody. Does anybody offhand know somebody who eats like really clean and always has? Well, you can even think of, like a celebrity too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow seems okay. to really care about what. Guy. Yeah, I guess so. She doesn't eat much at all, actually. You know so what? You I really that. now that you're there making you me name somebody, I do not like the idea of being able to like picture somebody being like, "Would you eat there?" <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, you don't. I mean. Yeah. Uh, Am I second? Like, are they number one and they're yeah, eating their the preferred middle. diet? I'm in the middle. You're in so the middle. they are pooping out poop. Yeah. I'm going to switch to poop because it's already getting so gross. Let's at least make it a little yeah, easier gross. to easier to swallow. I would just well, think of someone with a, a good, like a healthy, uh, totally like a cookbook series or something like okay, that. Okay, Alicia Silverstone. Doesn't she oh, have Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have that okay. book. Alicia you can borrow it. Alicia Silverstone on the front. My, like, Adam Hockey assistant coach. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. <laughs> now, Melanie, let's, what, uh, who's in the front and who's in the back? I uh, I like my idea of Gwyneth Paltrow because I just read that she doesn't eat much at all. Okay. Um. So. It'd be like pellets, like a goat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or a bunny. Yeah, yeah. Bunny. That would yeah, be nice. Bunny. Yeah. Who do I not? <sighs> See, I you could, like, it could be, uh, could be Paula Dean. It could be Bill Cosby. I don't. In a previous yeah. episode, I wanted Ted Nugent to be in the back, but then I you, absolutely because I hate Ted Nugent. But then, in my mind, I have to have spite for them in my heart, but I also have to have their mouth on my butt. <laughs> so I'm oh. thinking about like the proximity of like, do I want to be like Bill Cosby's mouth is on my butt? <laughs> that's hole. true too. Yeah, like because. That's that complicates it for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we to, um, do you have someone you have spite for? I might need a second to. I was. You just, said any politician. Well, any politician. But I was thinking, you know, I would narrow and, it down. Narrow it down. I would say probably Vladimir Putin, but just be, not because he's a politician as much as I feel like he's a guy who needs to be taken down a peg. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
don't just take it, you know, relax a little bit. And if you can't, then, you know, be nice my to shit. Have, be nice to have him poot in his mouth on your vibe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Maybe you I'll, could do little word I'll jokes, poot, too. I'll poot in his mouth? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, who's evil? I'm um, trying to think of something that's, like, purely, like, yeah. Uh, uh. Rupert Murdoch? <laughs> is he still alive? Yeah. He is still yeah, alive. He just yeah, sold yeah. Fox to Disney. He just cashed out. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Rupert Murdoch would be a good one. That's a good one. Um, I feel like anybody who needs to be taken down a peg uh, might be the one. Oh, you know, okay, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump in and I'll say, okay, uh, behind me, uh, Ann Coulter. <laughs> I am not, great one. You know, and you know what? I never actually when when now you, Melanie, I'll have to admit you kind of creeped me out when you said that uh, you have to imagine that their mouth is going to be on your butt. So it's now, real now, now yeah. I'm taking back the Ted Nugent thing. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm going to go with uh, yeah, Ann Coulter behind and in the front. Um, who is uh, what? I'd like to say Rachel Ray because she would, would. Does she she known for a good diet though? No, she she no, eats a she lot of heavy heavy cream. Heavy cream. So yeah, I would say <laughs> someone who you're like so attracted to. That, right. You know, you're there like there isn't a right. level for but that. Then right? still, <laughs> you. Know but then could right, you still be attracted to. to them if you've just eaten their poop? No. I don't know. It depends on what you're into. Yeah. Again, well, I'm true. definitely not into that. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of someone who's remarkably um, uh, someone who showers a lot. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. That's got to be. I in mean, it doesn't matter though. After poop one, you're not showering again. I know. When but in the Paltrow, back, you need someone who's brushed their teeth enough, and when <laughs> Paltrow steams her vagina, like she's so yeah. into like hygiene, she yeah. throws it on one of those things at Pita Pit where something. <laughs> yeah. Plops. So, okay, so I'm Ann Coulter in in the back and in the front. Because uh, Ted Nugent has that goatee and you'd feel that. <laughs> yeah, yeah nobody with a beard. Forever. No, no. <laughs> uh, mm. See, I, wanna, I don't want to steal yours, but I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow is sounding very... Uh, You're just selling it. You're just selling you the idea. You know what? We're living in fantasy Paltrow. here. We can double up on okay. the who's on the front. Right. And I kind of wanted to steal like Ann Coulter because I'm like, she seems like you know f- nice face like nice enough like she's got like i wouldn't be grossed out like it's not there's not facial hair that would keep growing yeah yeah right. yeah yeah like, nice face but kind of deserves to be pooped in yeah yeah, yeah you need that balance yeah. or, or the sarah huckabee sanders i'm not a big fan of hers because she's lying for yeah. donald trump that would be another one but oh, i would have yeah, to choose yeah, yeah. An- i would have to choose ann coulter and then we'll double up and uh yeah well, and I want and Coulter. So we're. Uh, oh, are we doing the exact same? We're doing the exact same one. That's we're okay with that. I'm you all right guys, with that. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> and so, who did you have? Someone in the front, Jeremy? I was thinking in the back. Would it be? You had, uh, you had Putin in the back. Though, I was you? thinking Putin, but I was also thinking like. But who? You this is a risk. But I was thinking, you know, like 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 Jesus. You wow. know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what? Does does Jesus even poop? Let's bring you know? let's bring no Jesus eating my poop. Do we even know if oh, Jesus eats poop. But no, if but Jesus, Jesus doesn't poop, poop then yeah. put him up at the front. If you ever want to make a Christian really mad, start asking questions like that. <laughs> yeah. I've done that yeah. before, like That's a real good... in the early ages It's of... been three years since I've gone to church and I'm only here because I have this one burning. Well question. why why wouldn't Jesus poo? Well, know. that's the divine... thing. Like, it's supposed to be that he was a human, and that's the whole point. But yet, if you go in a message board and you say, "Did Jesus?" 
poo, they get mad. <laughs> they really flip out on you. That's disgusting. And don't put poos. your phone number at the bottom of the comment because <laughs> you will regret it. No, they'll find you if they really want to. Yeah, um, that's very doxed. unrelatable Jesus if you can't poo. Doxed. Look, at the front, I would say uh, uh, Salma Hayek. I've been in love with her my whole life. Okay, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so weird to make it an in love thing because you're you know still what in. I know I, I love but like so much. if I had to do something I would do it so that she wouldn't have to. Be in the show. She's oh, you're being a martyr. I'll be a martyr. First. Wow. Oh man. Maybe after you'll get together. My wife is gonna hate this. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, she'll like the Jesus thing. She'll hate the song. You know what? Let's say no, nah, because. I don't want my wife to be at the front of it at all. I want her to be spared from this experience oh, entirely. Wow. And can we do an edit point at the Selma Hayek thing? So that's okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, okay, would you rather have mind-blowing sex once a year or have barely decent sex all the time? Huh. You okay. know what? Um, all right. Well, take him, take him, uh, take him. Sorry, I just thought control. that it was always me going first. Oh, no, we can, we can mix it up if someone thing. wants to jump in and go first. But Kyle, what, uh, where, where do you stand? Okay, so I've always sort of been on the – I used to always like if I knew I had something really good to eat, yeah. I would wait a little bit so that I was extra hungry. And so mm-hmm. that like I really like the idea of putting things off so that it's like there's a real payoff. Right. So, I mean, if I have to pick out of these two, I really wouldn't eat – if it was just bare- – what do you mean by all the time? Barely decent sex all the time. Like Okay, no, when I say – okay, when I say – What's the frequency on Okay, when I one? say sex, I mean – like with another. By the way, if my mom's with another person, I don't, I don't have sex, but <laughs> I want to try it, and it, I've heard it's good. You can okay. So. Well, I, that, okay. First of all, when I say sex, it means with another person. Yeah. And so you okay. can you can masturbate all year round. Yeah. But when it comes and I'd to love sex, to try that too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> but when you come, but when when it comes to sex, once a year, uh, and uh, or just like barely like. You have sex and you're like, oh, that was no, definitely was the okay. once a year. Then definitely the once a year. I think I would be much more, pro- like, productive. Maybe I don't know. They say that things come from that, right? If you if you abstain from, there's lots of writers that'll try to do that, and they but say then that they they're say more the opposite creative also, and that, that you kind of need to let that go in order to. Yeah, I guess whatever mind. it takes to get you to stop thinking. But then, of it, but whether it, it's you're so used to abstaining that it's off your mind, or but that's when so that's to, when the masturbating comes in, because then you can masturbate all year round. But then, but if you yeah. have a partner, you and that's have the one to... with your hand where you're you're supposed to like grab it, <laughs> yeah. and like this. something like that. I have that. a question yeah. in this universe: Do I know about it, or am I just like, wow, it's been a while? Oh, that was great, and then like, do I know that uh, this yeah, is, is like the a arrangement? human mating season where we all do it once? Yeah, a Yeah, like... well, it's sort of like well, your own personal mating season of once a year. But yeah, you yeah. do, you are aware. Can I combine this with that question number four? Human <laughs> 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 centipede. It's Selma Hayek. Or, or... Sorry, I mean my wife. <laughs> I mean, me and my wife. <laughs> uh, a politician. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, there's the other. I asked this question. By the way, uh, if my mom's listening, hello. <laughs> I think I asked this question in uh, episode number, it was either three or four, and someone brought up the point where are you allowed to please your partner, mm. but you are not necessarily having sex with your partner. And in that kind of oh, case, I would say, to, yes. well, that's that brings answer. up a question. <laughs> that brings up a question of what is sex? Because there's a lot of people that are like, it's got to be penetration. But then what about lesbians? Like you, you like there's a right? question of like, is as it just I'm sexual sex. contact or like? Yeah. 
Like, well, yeah, there's a whole, like, there's a whole I'm talking, I guess I'm talking about P&V, you know. Oh, baby. Uh, that sort of, that here. level of. <laughs> of uh, so um, you can, like, fool around. I think you can fool around, but, yeah, you can. Oh, oh well, then. Complete. Yeah, once a year. Easy question. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. could, you, could, you could please your partner as much as you want, as long as you don't get off. Oh, so you don't get off. You, and you but you can, can masturbate. But you then can you can masturbate. Can so you masturbate up. during? Oh, see, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> so all year, all yeah. year, you rub up, and then right when she's done or they're done, you run to the bathroom and finish off. The bathroom? <laughs> or the sink, the, or the kitchen, maybe? Or the, bal- or the balcony or Dude, the hallway? Dude, if, no, if you're only masturbating, I think you're going to want to give yourself a little bit more presentation in the bathroom. Well, that's where I, like, was there a... But are they allowed to if, see if, you like finish? Yeah, no, what if I don't. I don't. I think that should be a. I, I, yeah, that <laughs> that loophole I've never considered. Yeah. That if you are pleasuring them, and you are masturbating at the same time, I don't think that should be allowed. Oh, uh, well, really so you Not have to get off you. alone. Yeah, you have to. That's be, what, oh, so you I was either assuming do your that. That's business. why you run to the bathroom. You, you have to specifically go to the bathroom. You to stick it right in. <laughs> you, need to go, you can go to a closet somewhere with a door because if they see it, that's sex. See, my <laughs> thing is if I knew about it, I could handle the like really good sex once a year thing. But if I if I didn't know about it, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's it's been a while. What's wrong with me? Like, you know, I would have a lot of questions. But if I know about it, then of course. Can uh, they, but, yeah. Sorry. Can they be blindfolded while you're in the same room? You know, uh, yeah. like no, if they're I not watching think... you, but they're still present. I, I you know? have sound canceling headphones yeah. and a blindfold. They have to wear some Dr. Dre beats. Yeah. While yeah. you are... I don't know. I feel like I need a little bit of intimacy during the year. <laughs> Just yeah. No, I don't think affection. you should be. Yeah, I don't think you should be allowed to masturbate in front of the other person either. I think <laughs> but that you can should be get... another clause. In the... I guess cuddling is okay. It's not oh, even cuddling, close cuddling to, 100%. you know. Yeah, and that's you can okay. get your intimacy from pleasing your partner. Absolutely, but yeah. I'm I'm saying like... And then run to the bathroom. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing anything in here. That's, that's what you... Maybe not intimacy. Yeah. Gratification. <laughs> I'm thinking like, the gratification, you know, but the gratification yeah. of like someone else appreciating you. you know? uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no, no. I yeah, know like what that, you mean. That's, that's important to me and uh, I don't know so how about while you're in the bathroom she yells you're so sexy <laughs> you're doing great the stuff you just did was real good keep going <laughs> yeah, yeah. the barely decent thing just I think isn't appealing because then you, you would start to get depressed because you'd be like this once really nice thing has now become like eh like it's yeah and you start to be like making plans while you did it you'd be like we haven't gone out in a while and do you want to like go for food yeah. but who's saying we're not having barely decent sex now to begin yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well i guess it's always a matter of like what you consider is uh, mind-blowing and what's barely decent true it's all a mindset if you haven't had that really good once a year sex because you're only living in the barely That's decent true. world just start to really like appreciate and be like. This I think the crazy. unfortunate thing about this question is that all four of us always have mind blowing sex. <laughs> sure, that is the so problem, that's yeah. really the debate now. Well, see, I'm going to give see, it but up. If you have, yeah. if, but if you go with the option of having uh, barely decent sex all year round, it's still. I mean, it's, you know, it's like that old thing about, uh, well, it's still a pizza, you know, even at the yeah. worst pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah, I feel like that's closer again, to I'm masturbation like... in terms of the gratification that yeah. it delivers. Because it often, like, in my mind, when I think of, like, barely decent, I think of mechanical, like, right. we, we didn't, like, have any fun with it. We just were like, we got a goal here, and then why aren't I just alone? Right. Yeah, yeah. we came, mm. but it felt like we weren't there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, not present. 
And so sex is the one where you're both naked and kissing and there's a movie <laughs> on? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 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 That and does sound interesting. I'd love a, to do that after marriage sometime. There's a strobe there's a strobe light involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. But the yeah. one if you there's can, a mirror on the ceiling. But if yeah. you can plan it once a year, then you could almost be like, Okay, we're gonna go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, oh, but could, planning it ruins everything. Well, well, I think if you plan the vacation, it'll happen during the vacation. Hopefully. It doesn't have As to long as it's not like we're gonna have sex at six forty five. Yeah. <laughs> or you get into a fight on the vacation. Yeah. 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 Well then, then it would I be... wanted to swim with turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to swim with dolphins. <laughs> well, but we're supposed to fuck right now, so I guess we're fucking. I'm gonna go swim with the dolphins. <laughs> you know, once a year, honey, yeah. we have to fuck, and, and you like have in to the room. middle of it, you're like, well, I think the dolphins. You can do it again at nine. Like, if it's, it'll be dark. <laughs> I want to do it during the day. I want to see the dolphins. <laughs> we lost my bags when we got here. This whole vacation is just a write-off. <laughs> Screw it. I'm just gonna go masturbate with the dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be happy to. Yeah, I've heard dolphins are promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Do they get around? Heard. I don't want to talk out of turn. <laughs> okay, so I think yeah, I think we're all, we're all we're all good with the uh, we, we we just do it once a year. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't know if I'm thrilled with this next one, but uh, hey, would you rather have your showers or your bowel movements broadcast on the internet? <laughs> oh, how man. much of me can you see? What? Great where? How? What's my? Well, how am I framed right now? Which is a good question to ask in an audition. It shows that you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, is this like multi-angle? Do we got a camera no, in the toilet? Just, no, just like one security camera footage of either, you know, I guess I would say above the shower. If if you're, if it's your showers, uh, let's say the camera is above the shower head mm-hmm. and just looking down towards you. Okay. And if it's the bowel movements, then it's sort of just up in the corner yeah. and sort of angled. Like a sort of a three-quarter angle looking down onto you on the toilet. I feel like both of those are already on the internet for me. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the answer is uh, it doesn't matter. No? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, do, uh, I feel like it's nice. Someone wants to watch me do either one of those things. It's the most intimate <laughs> moments of my day. It's like, you know what? Thank you. You're for... all about intimacy and people appreciating you. I like I like feeling appreciated. And I do appreciate other people you know, feeling uh, f- feeling connected. You appreciate appreciation. I appreciate appreciation and mm. connection. Um, I think I'd probably, if I had to make a choice, um, and I would probably, you know what, I would be disturbed if the if the bowel movements were somehow more popular to watch. <laughs> that would be bothersome. They're funnier. Funnier, but also there's more going on. Yeah, but yeah. also you have to think. Well, probably the. Probably more people would want to watch a shower than bowel movement, so that's why I would well, probably. Thank you. But, but well, which which shower is board. it? Like the after work? I'm exhausted. No, you know, I've been up since six it's a, shower. It's an or across is it... the board shower. Every shower. Uh, yes, yeah, every shower every is shower. available on the internet. I think I would probably choose bowel movements, uh, just yeah. because I have a feeling that probably people would get more bored of that, and. People would be. I think often people would be just tuning into you. How much money are we making? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's uh, um, it hasn't been monetized. No, no. It's a. It's first of all, it's against your will. You do have to take one of these. So it's not like you it's get a choice. It's against my will, but I have an option. Yeah, you have the option, but it is against your will. I'd are, say are you either. Aware that it's happening? Yes. yes, you are. Okay. Yeah. So you but, can but, angle but, yourself in a. I suppose so. It'd be easier. To, it would definitely be easier to. I think I would pick the bowel movements. I would find a way to just always have a hand kind of hovering in the right spot so you didn't see stuff on the way. 
And then I would just sit down and I would just do some of my grade A material right <laughs> down the barrel. And I'd wait to get a Comedy Central deal. Squatty out of potty. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, knees yeah. up, you know. I did get you. Shits and giggles, I'd call it. Is that funny or what, you guys? <laughs> I did, you did I just did, come up with that. I did the Humble and Fred radio show and they, yeah. and I, they gave me a squatty potty. So oh, that those thing, are great. It's incredible. It yeah. changes your life. Your mood changes because of those things. Well, you know what's really? weird? It's like on the box for the Squatty Potty, There's when you take it out of the box, they have two stickers on it. Uh-huh. And I took those stickers off, and I just put them on the back of the toilet. But on the, uh, I saw I that. I thought that, that was very thought, kind of you, actually. Well, it's sort I of thought like, that they all came together. I thought you bought like a the, toilet made to have a Squatty Potty. No, there's the Squatty Potty there, and I took the stickers off, put it on the back of the toilet. But... Uh, for the demonstration purposes, there's a woman dressed all in white, and she's sitting on the squatty potty, but she still has her pants completely up. So it's a very sort of weird of, like, I think most people would, I mean, do you need instructions for it, first of all? And then second of all, I'm like, well, I mean, she doesn't even have her pants down. Someone so needs instructions for one, everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the one step in the instructions that mm-hmm. they sort of avoided. Like, or she's no, she knows something we don't. Or it she, doesn't say and then poop. <laughs> or she <laughs> dot, just cut dot, a, dot, she, or she cut a hole poop. in her pants. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for the demo, for the pitch photographic purposes, she's still wearing her yeah. pants, but mm-hmm. she is pooing. Oh, um, one of those. At that point, really. The uh, you can check it out if you want to next time you use the laboratory. I feel like for this question, it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me. If someone wants to watch me do something private, then and I'm Honestly, aware yeah, of it, then it's all just... go See, ahead. As a woman, it's very different for me because people are going to evaluate my body the whole time. Yeah, like they're going to be feeling like I think so. Yeah, like I think like <laughs> sitting down on the toilet is a less flattering. But there's more things that could go wrong. Like, I mean, I could be wearing clothes, I guess, so I get that level of, like, right. discretion. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. could, like, make an effort to shower really sexily. You could you know, shower and sexily, really... and you could pose a certain way. And, like, um, Me too. And <laughs> standing up, I think you're everyone's body I think looks better standing up than sitting down because when you sit down like things kind of crumple a certain yeah. way yeah yeah, you kind of have like that weird unless you're Zac Efron or you, you have that weird that accordion effect you with your sort of like <laughs> yeah and like my legs yeah, yeah. are like smooshed and then I'm like and I'm like maybe am I straining like is it also, a difficult yeah, you are pooping <laughs> well yeah. it's gonna be every poop ever so it's gonna uh-huh. be all very so they're gonna see it all there which is kind of beautiful sexy but there's no way to make a, a poop sexy. Uh, yeah. depends on who you are again let's go back oh, to question number four <laughs> but then you could be more discreet like I could wear a dress which would kind of cover everything like so oh like a like a hoop like a Victorian hoop dress yeah so you and wouldn't you even could get, see you could start to brand yourself and do like poop emojis on the dress uh, cover like, a, we all know what I'm Doing, cover yourself with a talk. towel or something i don't let's know i feel like a shower would get boring faster like people would eventually give up on watching you take a shower whereas i don't know you might have a, you have a new poop every day it's a and different... you could talk about like i i was at <laughs> one, po- one to ten i was time. at one point thinking of starting like a poo blog where people could write in about like their poos and like rate their poos and be like this is what i ate that this used to be is a what website. kind of mood i was in oh was it yeah rate my poop they got to it, yeah. And this was like well, a the, '90s, late ideas. '90s so website. Idea, someone, someone mm-hmm. just started following me on Twitter. Who was? It's called the Artistic Poop, and it's someone who literally just takes a photograph of their poop every I, day. 
and I thought that was Brent Weinbach. Brent Weinbach used to do a thing like that. Do you know who he is? He's like a very alty comedian out of L.A. He's very he did the Odd Block Festival. The okay, I know who he is. He's very funny, but he used to do that too. And he would write. He's he used to go to school for like jazz music, so right. he like writes like cello based piano kind of jazz songs about his poos and takes artistic photos of. That might be him. Okay. No, so, okay. So for the record, Jeremy, you're on the fence. It doesn't even matter poo or shower. Take or take, toilet or shower. Why don't? How about uh, people tweet at me and tell me which you'd rather <laughs> watch <laughs> me do? Okay. I'm gonna do poo and I'm gonna get a Comedy Central half hour out of it. Okay, and uh, and Melanie, where do you stand? Yeah, I'll, I'll do poo because I can wear clothes. Right. So I can I can adjust it to my liking. You can shower yeah. in your clothes if you want. You're in control. Yeah, but I, I could, true. but it wouldn't be pleasant. Well, yeah. it's also the thing too. It's like I think people would probably get bored of watching you poo faster than I don't you think so. I think the opposite I think it would be very compelling stuff if someone was like every time I take a shit like tune in and I'll tell you like oh this one's going this way for me I think it's because of this like there's more variety yeah. last night I ain't uh, well uh, or <laughs> call it the Truman shits or you could have one of those uh, I like Truman shits that's good uh, or you could have one of those ones where, you, where every time you <laughs> sat down to use the toilet you literally just stared at the camera. Like a Ferris Bueller. And try to make Bueller. it a little bit more uncomfortable for them. Yeah, oh. never say a word, just be like... <laughs> or just like look at like, and, really and point at the camera. You can do like a karaoke. You. you know, you pick a new song every day to sing. While That's you more go. what I was picturing, like a Ferris Bueller. You talk to the camera and you're like, "Hey," and oh, then you like I do a little he meant song. Just but yeah, silent. there's that too. <laughs> See how long? Like if you if you really feel like you gotta go, you pick a longer song like "Come Sail Away." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> pick a... I would almost definitely need two songs. See, I'm and that's the thing with a poo. Guy. It's compelling because there's those emergency poos where you're like, will they make it? Yeah. There's just more story Yeah, there. you only so, tweet about it 15 seconds before. You're like, guys, followers. Sh- special <laughs> edition. A shower, once you've seen someone naked, if you're talking what are people going to tune in for less, it's the shower. Because all they want is, have I seen them naked? Yes. And then there's Ooh, nothing but in, more. And in a rush poo, they might catch something they wouldn't. You know what? Catch. I want yeah. people to watch me take a shit in the shower. How about that? Oh, that could be complicated. And then right. that would be a lot to... That's I interesting mean, stuff. That might go. It, it might go down the drain. You might have to mush it up with your foot, and then it goes down. I mean, whatever it is, I think uh, <laughs> you're in for an adventure. Hey, as yeah, long yeah. as it makes me famous, retweet if you want me to plunge, or, or if you want me to just. Use See, I don't know foot. if this would be something that you would tweet about. Just be like, I'm just about to go in. Check me out at. I yeah, often something. tweet about my poops, though. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, and I think a lot of podcasts when they go live, they tweet to their like Chelsea Peretti, her call in podcast. She mm-hmm. always tweets about it. Be the same deal if you like. You're going live soon. Yeah, already tune in on Twitch. You know what? I bet this exists because there's weird fetishes out there. There's mm-hmm. webcam girls. There has to have been. Okay, yeah. now here's another part to this question: maybe Korea, maybe if you, Japan. Maybe if you, okay, if you're choosing, people shower- watch videos of someone farting on cakes. You ever heard of cake farts? Oh, cake yeah. farts, yeah. yeah. Oh, buddy. Sorry. I really liked uh, the, cake. the cake farts video. It used to be a thing we showed people at parties. Me and my friend. Oh, yeah. And at the end, she runs out of air and she goes, "Hmm." <laughs> and that's the best part of that video. That's oh. great. Yeah. Uh, now, here's, now here's another part of this question. If you had, if K, let's say if you choose either sh- someone's gonna, either my showerings on the internet or my move, my bowel movements are on the internet, um, but then you had to run into someone on the street who knows you from either one of those things. Then you have to consider that too. Like if they you still have to, haven't seen me naked. Do they I'm want an autograph? Uh, or, or or a Ziploc bag of your poop? How much That's, do they appreciate me? Well, no, yeah. they're, no, they're big fans. They're sort of like, oh man, I watch you in the shower every day. That's beautiful. Or 
oh, I want you poop every day. Which you know what? I might more? just go start a channel when I get home. <laughs> I That's honestly all think I'll do. I could I probably inspired. do. <laughs> I think I would my. I would do well with some like positive reinforcement on my naked body. Like just to hear somebody just being like, wow, I watch you in the shower every day and it's great stuff. I'd be like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. See, I think I'd, I'd that's rather. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. See, or I think poop. I would, I would probably, if I had to choose, I'd probably say I would probably have the bowel movements broadcast on the internet. But if I had to meet someone. To get praise about one or the other. Yeah. If I had to get praise, I'd probably want. Appraisal for the show. I'm not good at. Pooping. I don't know how great would that conversation be where someone's like, "Hey, man, that shit you took three days ago, it wasn't as good as the one from like two weeks ago." But yeah. man, that was Again, pretty. You have more to talk about. That's true. There's more things to. Yeah. The shower thing, it's just gonna go somewhere perverse, like because right. it's it's your naked body, which for like people are gonna sexualize your naked body. The poo thing, you're you're talking about what you had for dinner. You're yeah. talking about what kind of mood you were in. That too, though. Yeah. But also, you, you have, an, uh, have a pretty good idea of what someone's doing while watching you shower. They're probably getting off themselves. And that's the one with the but, hand where you use your hand. That's the one. But okay. to me, I hand. think, like, for me, that would be nice. Yeah. I think that would be nice. Yeah. If someone was like, hey, man, you know, you help me out. Man, and I'm like, hey, that's nice. Yeah. I should be a I think yeah. I, I think you guys have helped me you discover th- who I really yeah, am. Yeah, I think so. You <laughs> think it would be nice. But, like, again... As a woman, I think you pursue that for so long when you're younger. You're like, I want people to get turned on by me. And then you get faced of a world with people who are turned on by you and you see how gross, and how gross it really right, is. Yeah, you're, we're sort of being right now like the guys who are just like, why don't chicks like getting hit on? I'd love it if somebody did that. It's easy to say that when it doesn't happen. It's very constantly. different for me. Like when you yeah. were talking about if somebody praises your naked body in the shower, I'm like, Guarantee you they would not because with a woman, they're going to find fault with my body and that's what they're going to want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then it's sort of like, but if they're tuning in more than once, then they probably wouldn't be tuning in to... To oh, just to criticize. There are. Oh, have you been on the internet? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I know, I'm, I know, I know. Uh, like, go on YouTube. It's like kill yourself, kill yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the world we Put live your in. Eyelashes on weird today. But even then, I'd be like, you know what? They yeah. cared enough to hate. Yeah. Or, but then you'd have to be like, yeah, uh, but then, so. but imagine running into someone going like. Hey man, you know what? The other day, man, you were really scrubbing that one part of your body. Are you okay with that? Or? Yeah, I noticed uh, a pat. You're guaranteeing us that the praise on the street is praise, like it's not. Well, okay. I maybe. noticed a mole on your back. You should get that checked. It looks dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. everybody likes to play online doctor these days. But then they do that with your poos too. They've been like, you're taking longer than I think be you like should take. Like twelve minutes this time. But really? see, they don't actually see you poo. They just see you sitting down and having one. But, but they know. you could start to lie and be like, I, I was done I, like five minutes. I shouldn't ago. say praise. I should just say acknowledgement <laughs> of you showering or pooing. That if you run into someone on the street, they just they. I think the poo I can deflect. It's it's weird, but I can <laughs> deflect it a little more to, like I said, talk about how the poo came to be. Whereas with the <laughs> with my shower, all I have to talk about is like my naked body, some body body wash and shampoo. I you guess you could talk yeah. about how you got so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we get to go back to question number four yeah, of the human centipede. Sure is, uh, <laughs> compared to other episodes, how much more poo is talked about in this one than most? Uh, well, this is, is this a very poo-driven question. So, yeah. but anyways, let's move on because I think we all have the, uh, the the we would rather watch the bowel movements. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
final question is uh, where were you on September 11th, 2001? Oh, and boy. Is this an interrogation right now? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. We're still looking for some of the uh, people that were. Were you on one of the planes? That was, yeah. No, no, no. I was with friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I could give you the numbers. You can call them. Um, real talk, I was in the seventh grade, 28 years old. So I was uh, walking to school, and I heard other kids talking about it, but I didn't know what they were talking about. I thought they were talking about a movie, yeah, maybe. And then I got into class, and then my teacher told us about it. But I still didn't – it because I was in seventh grade. Like, things don't carry that much weight. And you're like, well, do I can I still play soccer later? Or is there – and they're like – as long as it, my life still got to move forward in its little increments. Well, yeah, fine. that's the thing. That was like – that's yeah. – I, I find that with so much news now, it's sort of like – you know, like, like when you're when you're growing up, or, or let's say even like you know twenty thirty years ago when you didn't have that immediate access to like information so fast, mm-hmm. you know sometimes you would literally find out if someone died, like a week after they died. You yeah. wouldn't find out about them like thirty minutes. Where it's like, oh, what Jackie Chan died? Holy shit! I had no idea. Yeah. Um, Jackie Chan has not died. First of all, thank but God. second of all, but um. But uh, yeah, I remember. But even when you're a kid, so it's, nothing has that impact. No, like, I I just remember being pissed that like The Simpsons wasn't on when it was supposed to be when yeah. I got home, and I re- they wheeled the TV into the classroom, and I do remember being like, oh, that's crazy. But like, I, and I was aware that it happened in like I always thought of Canada and the states as very similar. Right. I, I did the thing as a kid that I think people do now, even if they won't admit it, where if something happens overseas. It is harder to connect with, yeah, and especially if it happens in a country where people look very different than you, it's even harder to connect with. I think that does happen on a very real level, and you can learn to empathize better. But as a seventh grader, you're never more of a piece of shit than in the seventh grade. Yeah, and I just I couldn't have had any less empathy for my fellow man. I was just like, I, I understood that it was crazy, and then they said that people died, and I remember they said like a couple thousand, and I was like, well, a couple million would be crazy. That like I just found any way to not be affected by it. It it uh, yeah. It didn't. I feel bad saying it didn't do much for me, but it was because of my like age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like that. Was it Sarah Silverman has that great joke where she's like, I think talking to one of her her little nieces about the Holocaust, and then one of her, and she and Sarah Silverman goes, yeah, you know, and, and six million Jews died. And then her niece goes, oh, six million? I thought you said 60 million died. <laughs> oh, well, that's different then. <laughs> and, and then and they're like, her nieces are like, oh, well, that's not that big deal. Six million. <laughs> I thought you said 60 million. But, Don't start with 60. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing that changes no. everything. You're setting, <laughs> setting your goals pretty high with 60 million. The, uh, so, Melanie, where do you remember where? Uh, yes. I, I remember really, I remember I was in grade 12 and, um, my friend and I got to school and we got to school really early because we got like, I think my friend's dad like worked early, so he would drop us off first. And we heard all these people like people were murmuring and, and talking and, like we could hear people going like, oh, and there were planes in there and there was a fire. And we were like, what's happening? And then I remember a teacher saying. It's just like that movie, Towering Inferno. And I was like, <laughs> Then they what? wheeled the TV in and started playing Towering Inferno? <laughs> but it was still before school. So we went to the school library and we looked it up and we watched like a little quick time video of it. And we were like, holy shit. And then because I was a really self-centered grade 12 person, it was like, how does this affect me? And like there was this guy who I'd been dating for like a week and he was like, 
it's going to be the third world war. I'm going to have to go. And I was like, no, like I was like, I felt like, I felt like I was in one of those like war movies where like, are we going to get married? Like, are we going to like, cause war brides, like they'll get married before you go off to war or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God. And, uh, I just had all these really self-centered thoughts. And then I remember I was on, um, ICQ with someone I was friends and you remember ICQ Uh oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, I, I used to have internet friends like before you had your friends on the internet sure. the way you do now yeah. and there was a girl in the states and she was like well they're ramping up security so it won't happen again and I was like are you serious there's no way to prevent something like that this happens around the world all the time don't ex- and I got so like dark and goth on her and she was like you're disturbing me and so um so I remember this is before they had trigger words yeah. So, yeah yeah I remember a lot about about it because it was just like I think the first thing that wasn't in a textbook it was like oh this is happening right now mm. yeah and like because of the education I had like I didn't I didn't know that this is happening all over the world. Like I had an idea, but then everyone started talking about all this other stuff that they'd never talked about before. And it just opened up this whole like world of current events to Mm -hmm. me that up until then it's like, and then in this year, Rosa Parks got on the bus and she did this and here that you hear the same stories over Mm -hmm. and over again. And you're like, and now we live in this world and it's good. And that was like, it was eye opening. I think. Yeah. This is happening in real time. And, and it will be in a textbook. Like this, yeah. we're updating the textbooks now because it, it is kind of weird when you when there are those moments that happen where you're sort of like, oh, this is one of these things that's happening where people are going to ask you years down the yeah. road, yeah. where were you on this day? This is what mm-hmm. it felt like during World War War Two. Oh, this is going to be a question on a school. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. The um, yeah, after three shit and sex questions. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> that, this is so. It's, yeah, okay, man. Let's, quite let's, a denouement from where we were. Yeah, let's bring it down to earth, guys. Where were you? The um, I was taking a shit. <laughs> I was taking a shit in the shower, and then I thought about uh, how I'd be part of the human centipede. <laughs> and then I know what fast food restaurant would I work at? And I wish I was a writer on The Simpsons, really. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> the uh, one thing is like uh, when, you, when you talk about like being grade seven, it was like I remember when uh, it was announced on the news when John Lennon died, and yeah. it was like I knew who the Beatles were. And I was like a pretty, I was a real young kid, but I was like, I knew who the Beatles were, but I didn't know who John Lennon was. Mm-hmm. So when I remember on the radio, it was like John Lennon died. And I feel, I kind of cringe, even though I was just a kid and there was no reason for me that I had to know this. But my first answer was like, who's John Lennon? And then I was like, oh, that guy from that band that I, uh, I'm i aware of. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, on September 11th, um, I was uh, there was a TV show that they shot in Toronto called... I think it was called Blue Murder, and it was okay. about. It took place in Toronto. It was a cop show, and I was uh, I was doing extra work on the show, and I was playing a cop, and uh, we were shooting some scene out in Scarborough, and they found like a. They were supposed to find a dead body in a garage, and so we were all 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 the cops were um, arriving, and we were putting up. This is the scene where they were putting up police tape, and. Uh, and so while they were shooting it, uh, we were shooting it at, at someone's house. And so the family of the house was at 
you know, it was at, at their house. So it was, uh, but they turned the TV on, and then we were just basically watching CNN Live. So I was on a film shoot when they were doing it. And I remember there was this moment where people were sort of like, everyone was worried. And then the director was sort of like, listen, we either shoot this now or we come back tomorrow and shoot it. I have friends in New York. We all have friends in New York. We all love New York. But we either do this now or we come back tomorrow and do it. So I say that we shoot. So they shot the rest of they shot the rest of the scenes that they were shooting at that place. But uh, yeah, I was dressed up as a cop on so a you got, TV show. You got paid to to experience on September 11th. I got paid to watch TV and CNN in someone's <laughs> and do you, in someone's house. Do you think on some psychosomatic level you felt a little bit more connected to it, watching it on the news when you saw all these police and firemen while you were in uniform? Yeah, like, I was dressed up as a. I think. I think, I think <laughs> on some level you really would like as oh, silly yeah. as that is. On some level you'd be like, and that's like I've been pretending to be this. Imagine if that was. I'm real. pretending like, to be a Toronto. Co- I was yeah. still a Toronto cop because. Most of the time, when they shoot stuff in Toronto, you're either a New York cop or a Chicago mm-hmm. cop, yeah. or or some state trooper or something like that, which I do all the time. But uh, I also, uh, but that day, I think I was just a Toronto cop, so I didn't feel as even th- even in the pretend world, I didn't feel as looped into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember because uh, I was listening to the Howard Stern show that morning, and they announced the first plane that went into a building. And this is all while they were really talking about Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson I was gonna, on a night on the town. I was going to say, how does Howard Stern bring up the 9-11 attacks? Like, does he well, it was live on the radio, so it was just yeah. sort of like... And then when the... And I guess nine minutes later, the second build... Or 18 minutes later, the second plane went in, and then the rest of the show was just... They, he stayed on the air for like five hours Wow! after that, and uh, the rest of the show was just about people on the show going Howard I gotta get out of here I gotta get out of here okay man you can leave get out of here and then they still kept doing the show but it was all just updates about September 11th that day it's so interesting watching how it affected pop culture because like there were shows that so much happens in New York on TV and like there were shows that in the opening credits you see the Twin Towers so then they were like uh like they had to change that shot because it was Mm -hmm. very triggering for people at the time yeah they weren't allowed to air that episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to uh, the World Trade Center it was years before they shot that music changed Uh, Rage Against the Machine were no longer allowed to be played on the radio except for Know Your Enemy oh really yeah and I think Bomb Threat but it was like every other song they were like we cannot have this on the radio it had to be patriotic it's criticizing our well I know there was yeah. like a list of That's songs so like I think ACDC had a uh, I Feel Safe in New York City yeah it was one of their songs that they stopped playing and um, I know some people I know I think the movie Zoolander was supposed to have a shot of the Twin Towers in it and then then that got cut out before Spider-Man came out and they uh they had they had it. They took it out, and then they replaced it with that shot of him in front of the the American flag, just to. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, they did have a. Tra- they have a. They had a trailer where a, uh, where he spins a web between the two World oh, Trade like Centers, that. yeah, and then a, a helicopter gets caught in that mm-hmm. web, and then. Um, yeah, that's a little too real. And then they were sort of like, oh, we'll we're, we'll replace it with another with yeah, a different yeah. trailer. Yeah, and it was him in front of the American flag, like we love our country. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, oh, Jeremy, where were you? Uh, well, it's actually, I mean, I've been sitting here thinking. I'm like, man, this is this is kind of heavy. So um, at the time, I was going to a school for kids with, like, learning disabilities and behavioral problems, of which I had both. And I'm not, on, I talk about this on stage, so I'm not uncomfortable discussing it. But at the time, I had, um, I was suffering from, I was in grade nine, and I was, like, suffering from severe uh, death anxiety. 
And uh, I remember this was like the first time I, I started paying attention to the news and it was in real time and it was that thing where you see it happening and then they start being like, well, it could happen in Toronto. We have the biggest tower in the world. And then I'm like, you know, 13 years old. I'm still just discovering everything and yeah. I'm starting to put pieces together and I'm like, oh, shit, that could happen. I have family in the States. My mom has lived in the States forever, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like panicking about it. I remember waking my parents up during the night being like, what if they're saying that like uh, Al Qaeda's threatening nuclear about Holocaust on the world and then, you know, we're all going to die and what what do I do? And okay. I just remember all that. But that being said, on September 11th uh, at my school, they brought it in, they showed us, and then they, knowing that kids suffered from this kind of thing in this school, they were like, it could happen here, so we're going to just send you guys home alone <laughs> on this TTC. Oh, my God. So I was sent home. I had a half day. And um, before before I got into, you know, panicking, I spent the, the half day alone in my house and I just masturbated because I also had just discovered that. <laughs> just hours of masturbation. And then my parents got home and I was like, what if the world ends, though? But you I only got so I... much time. You yeah. got to get one in there. Well, that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, well, what if I can't do that all day yeah. ever again? <laughs> I want to go out empty if I'm going to go Because that's out, really yeah. all that I was looking forward to. And so I was like, if the world ends, then like my favorite thing, I just discovered it. <laughs> right. And if you can't masturbate, the terrorists win. So. Yeah, yeah, was, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you ever try to think of just nothing? Yeah, pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, something always keeps sneaking in there. All right, all right, all right. There we go. That was fun, wasn't it? Kind of end on a funny note. I know it's a jack-off joke. And, oh, my goodness. And I know that uh, it became cliche, though, to do something so the terrorists don't win. It became a cliche, but uh, what are cliches if not things to embrace and uh, roll your eyes at when someone says it? So that's how, that's the note that I chose to end the show on. And uh, I want to thank again uh, Jeremy Dobsky, Kyle Burtstresser, and uh, uh, Melanie Darling for coming down. And uh, again, you can find uh, Jeremy on Twitter and uh, Instagram at the Alpha Dob, and uh, he's often at the Corner Comedy Club and the Underground Comedy Club in Toronto. And uh, you can find uh, Kyle on Facebook and on Twitter under his name of Kyle Berkstresser. And uh, Melanie Darling, you can find her at MelanieDarling.com and on Twitter at SugarDarling. And uh, what else can I say? Uh, Next week, um, uh, the guests on the show are uh, returning uh, questioner uh, Simon Rakoff, uh, Katie Westerman, and Jason DeLine. So um, uh, listen up next week. And please uh, rate, uh, subscribe, and... um, what else can I tell you? Uh, just tune in next time for a bunch of different questions and no wrong answers. Thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe, review. You can find me at DaveMartinWorld.com. And you can also find me on Twitter uh, at DaveMartinWorld. And you can find me on Instagram at ComedianDaveMartin. And find me on Facebook. And uh, Dave Martin is dealing with it is the fan page. And um, other than that, I hope you had a happy new year. I hope you had a, uh, a manageable Christmas. And I look forward to uh, you uh, listening to more episodes and me producing more episodes um, upcoming here in the future in 2018. All right. Goodbye, everybody.